HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The following is a message from the Heritage Meat Shop. Are you tired of just hearing buzzwords? Do you want to actually take part in the food revolution? Then come on down to the Heritage Meat Shop, located in New York's historic Essex Street Market, on the corner of Essex and Delancey. We have rare breed pork, beef, poultry, lamb, and goat, not to mention charcuterie that'll make you squeal. All raised right, by the right people, so you know they'll taste right. Try the meat that over 100 New York chefs ache for. Come to the Heritage Meat Shop and pick up some revolution today. For more information, visit heritagemeatshop.com. Listening to Let's Eat In, the only show on Heritage Radio Network hosted by myself, Kathy Airway. And uh, we're here today at Roberta's. It's a beautiful, sunny summer Monday that just killed the alliteration, but <laughs> it was great yesterday on Sunday and Saturday, too. Um, today, we're chatting with a couple of awesome folks who I'm proud to say I know, and I've cooked alongside as well. It's uh, Mike and Josh Greenfield of the Brothers Green. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming on. So you guys have a new cooking show, and it's called the Brothers Green. Yeah, we do. It just came out on Hungry, which is YouTube's new food network, per se. Per se. Yeah. It, we like to call it the uh, the new food network. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only it's online only, no TV. So you can li- you can watch it whenever. Yeah. And uh, the episodes are rolling out now once a week. So you had the first episode that just aired uh, last week, July 2nd, I think. Yeah, and today was the second for us. So it's every Mm -hmm. Monday they air the episode somewhere around now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you can check it out now. The second (laughs) episode. (laughs) You can watch us cooking weird stuff today. Is that that today's episode? Today's was a weird one, yeah. We've been trying out a lot of different things because the format's pretty open, Mm -hmm. um, and we like to just see what works and and maybe what people respond to. So today was Mike and I. We each got some sort of weird ingredients for the other person to try to cook just to see like what our 
cooking skills and our creativity were like. Uh-huh. Josh got me a tampon. Yeah. What? <laughs> really? He said he said I needed to learn how to use it. It's about time. It was about that time. Yeah. What uh, did you cook with a tampon? I just slapped okay. it out of his hands. It was it was all oh, a joke. I see. Yeah. But we yeah it was definitely the episode where we got weird with it. You could say yeah um, something like with tripe. I think I had tripe. Involved. Josh had aloe and liver and white uh-huh. chocolate. And okay. it was um, it was interesting to say oh, the least. Liver and white chocolate and, and, and nectarines. So no apricots, apricots. Apricots. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, there were a lot of food challenge shows out there. It wasn't quite like we were pressed for time. It was just just wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times on food shows, everything's already set up and people know what they're getting. Um, so we wanted to try to do something a little more creative and not just for ourselves but also for the crew to sort of challenge yeah, it them definitely threw off the crew because there was a lot of Food Network people and you know Food Network is pretty structured overall uh-huh. so it was a learning experience that day yeah. Yeah. it was the end yeah I mean I thought it was it was a funny episode but it was definitely throwing people off a little bit and is it something that you guys would just normally do when you're cooking at home like just uh, well that's the point I think we do that a lot you know because yeah. we're working with leftover ingredients and we're trying to get rid of everything in our fridge so a lot of times there are some weird combinations of food so kind of like cinema verite of the, <laughs> the brothers green exactly loft. Yeah. <laughs> i mean you've been there it gets it, a little strange it seemed like it yeah <laughs> some people call it the willy wonka kitchen <laughs> uh, it's yeah. something like that mixed with like a like a college like dorm kind of setting because people are walking into their apartment all the time yeah yeah the door is just like wide open it definitely feels like college it's a a dorm for grown-ups for sure (laughs) and then they have a huge like garden operation on the roof they've like taken over this this whole building's roof with their plants yes we have and they speaking of my uh they look great until i went away this weekend and um I have them on a watering system now, so for the most part, they're great, but one-third of them is not on the watering system, and my roommate kind of forgot about watering them for <laughs> oh, no. uh, for two days, and I went up there today, because I got back from the beach, and they were they were Dead? roughed up. Oh, there, no. was a, there was a good amount, so I actually wanted to ask you what is a good thing to plant now, because I might have to replant a few things. Um, I, I would say uh, for planters... I would go maybe get some seedlings of tomato plants. Yeah. Like, what what do you need? Like, well, we have a lot of tomatoes okay. and peppers and cucumbers and herbs. Like, oh. something that might be an end of the season type. This crap. is you should totally plant some of the brassicas, like uh, broccoli, cauliflower. Yeah. And that kind of stuff that'll um, come in like yeah fall. Yeah, kohlrabi maybe yeah. or like uh, some nice. Nice kales. Uh, I know that doesn't sound too exciting, but also summer squash stuff. or winter squashes too. Winter squash, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully those ones roll cover though. Yeah. yeah we'll see. See. It seems I'm like Fourth of July is always the weekend where the plants die. I had the first the, four years ago. The first time I started the garden, or it's it was, because I go away every weekend and then <laughs> I leave them with you guys and then they get destroyed. Well, I would have gladly taken care of them, but Michelle's like, I'm really enjoying watering the plants. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> That'll be the last time, Michelle, if yeah. you're listening. No, so, so uh, 4th of July, four years ago, I had, this was the first time I did a garden. I didn't have that much. I had a couple tomatoes, cucumbers, and some herbs. And I went away for 4th of July, and I ended up staying a few extra days. And I, I remember I was pulling up to my apartment, and I was like, 
Oh, God. <laughs> John was like, so who is watering your That's plants? That's exactly like, what happened this like, morning. Oh. I was like, so Michelle, how are the plants? And her face just went white. She was like, oh, shit. That was two days in the blistering hot sun. Yeah. Ouch. But, but yeah. it's it's really cool, actually. It's, it's, it's good to see how resilient plants are. They're yeah, like people, you know, you can, can burn them. Yeah, some of them die and some of them spring back. Uh, so that's, that's my cool. that's my job right now. We'll see how resilient. So, do you use are. some of these uh, vegetables for your cooking show? For, yeah, yeah I you? mean, when we we filmed a few months ago, so there really wasn't much in except herbs that kind of came back that were perennial. But um, we're gonna do more filming in August and September, and hopefully that's when you know mm-hmm. they'll really be coming in nice. Nice. So I like I like cooking with you know the fresh ingredients and showing that because it's interesting for people to see. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and that's we'll what you do because yeah. it's a show about the real life. <laughs> the real, the real the stuff. Green. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, what is the hungry? You guys were saying it's a lot of Food Network. So, yeah. Like uh, people who left the Food Network. Well, I think it was people that wanted to do something different because you. Uh, Food Network has its market. They have their thing, and there's not necessarily that much for a younger audience. So they started the Food Channel, which definitely helped. Or the Cooking but, Channel. Yeah, sorry, yeah. the Cooking Channel. But I think YouTube was trying to, to look at the situation. They said, okay, people put up all these videos online, like these instructional videos, but a lot of them are really low budget, and they're not done very well. Um, and people are going on YouTube to look for instruction. So let, why don't we try to put something together and put in some more money into it and find people that are good. And not just personalities, but people that actually have a passion for cooking and love to do it and are doing so interesting things. people who were making good videos before mm-hmm. but could just use a little boost. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we had a show called Unork, which is still online, that we used to do. And we were doing it with one camera and it was turning out pretty well. Um, so it's been a really cool experience. And they have they have four shows online right now and they're all... They're all very different, but they cover like a good spectrum of what maybe people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were all scooped up from people who are just doing it, the videos themselves. Yeah, people too. doing different things. And they also brought in some people that like like Duff from Ace of Cakes, who's kind of the liaison from Cooking or Food Network. So they have you know like one big sort of celebrity that can kind of transfer his. Oh, so his show cra- is on yeah. the hungry too. So he, I think, he was a little board or whatever of ace of cakes or the food network and he wanted you know a new beginning so he's just doing like a variety show where he can really he's doing like, a variety he's kind of like he's kind of like a crazier <laughs> guy so he, he just, just wanted him in like this white tux <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> they're calling it a variety show i'm not really sure what it is but it sounds like he's just doing whatever he wants and that's mm-hmm. like why he he's a partner in this hungry oh i see yeah, it's yeah. called duff's world so i mean it's food based but they're giving him a lot of freedom uh-huh. um and did do. they give you guys a lot of freedom? Surprisingly, yeah, it was yes. pretty good. Yeah, we had yeah. They're actually they're really cool. Uh, Electus is the company that handles the whole channel, and they're really good. It's a small like section of the food, so everyone's very hands on. And um, I think unlike from what I've heard from Food Network stuff, it's kind of like you have the talent does the cooking, but they're told sort of what to do for the most part. Like we're we're developing all the recipes. We're actually cooking on the show. We have food stylists that help, and they do the shopping, and we work together. So it's a very like team effort. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays a role, and we're always developing the episodes and trying to make them better. And 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 listening to like I mean the cool thing about YouTube is you get user comments. So like oh, we right. see and we see like hundreds of people are writing like you know this is great or this like sucks. why are they not talking to the camera <laughs> like what, what, what is wrong with these guys. Douchebag. 
yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different comments and it's cool to see that because we're really trying to help people feel more confident and inspire them to just get in the kitchen have a good time invite friends over and we want to know what people think and like what what the best ways are to do that and we feel good about what we do but we still like getting feedback and the one thing that's cool about your show is that, uh, well, we'll find out really soon, but you guys are musicians, so the show ends with a song Yeah, there's always a, there's always a band. Every episode has, like, a, a local band from Brooklyn come in, and we just we think there's a really strong community of people um, that are doing really cool things, and we want to help spread that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big part of starting Unork in the first place and doing a cooking show. We can kind of bring everyone together, and, you know, that's what we're doing. It's just our... It's our friends coming over, you know, the bands that we enjoy, that we hang out with, and they're just coming to place. And music. what do they think now of all the like camera crew when they come over? I think they're like release Whoa, forms, maybe. We or? didn't, we didn't expect this. Yeah. You guys are actually legit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a little surreal seeing like we've been doing this stuff for years now and really crafting like and honing our skill to to be able to throw parties and bring people together and make them feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, so now to to go from that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in someone else's skin. No, to yeah, to, it's always good to be comfortable in your own skin. You're choosing between the two. Most oh, yeah. <laughs> people are comfortable in my own skin than somebody else's. But even you were you you came on a show and you you yeah. experienced the craziness and the music and the. I don't know how you guys do it because you guys had spent a whole day like just taping that one episode yeah um and uh, you handled it so naturally and like whenever like they were shooting and you guys were talking and they asked you to say it again or like put that meatball just over there again like <laughs> see that i would have gone i want to see that green speck right on the left side just angle just it 90 it, degrees yeah right like i, I just i don't have the patience for that but you guys did great so. i think it's like Kudos. just training year. like we've been filmed for the last two years and we just kind of mm-hmm. i don't know whatever yeah. maybe our dad just told us decent patience yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. common courtesy yeah. Well, well he's he, my, our dad's a doctor and you can't be a doctor without patience very important so so what are you guys gonna play for us now Uh, we've got a little song we can whip out okay let's angle this thing down alright this is totally live impromptu jam session I'm not gonna sing so you can sing along if you want okay Kathy's actually a great singer if you guys don't know that I'm terrible
yourself a favor Just cherish what you have It's rarely the good things that make you feel so bad I don't know what to say On a typical day You didn't see it coming You gotta think that way But I was always fine Just doing what I love Yeah, you were always mine Just standing from above But what do you gotta say When things will be okay Yeah, I will break away Good stuff. I didn't expect that. That was so good. Um, well, I should have, but <laughs> amazing. So was that one of your Thank own songs, you. Josh? Or yeah, that's Mike? a song. How much written? I don't know. Maybe no, last year. There's, I've written like a thousand songs in the past couple of years. So it's. I always say New York is like living in dog years. Well, every year is about seven years. <laughs> so I say I've been here for about 35 years. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, so is that song um, going to be played with your band, Canon Logic? There's, it was interesting. I wrote that song, I guess, last year. And we, we have it on an old episode of our old show, Unork. We have it on there. And then one day, one of the guys in my band came in with a new song. And they actually sounded really similar, so we ended up kind of meshing <laughs> the two together. I was that's like, oh, that's really kind neat. of similar rhythm and like similar yeah. chord structure. So It's group songwriting. Yeah, that is. Group songwriting. And Mike, you're singing the backup and doing the keyboards there. Are you going to be involved with the new song and the, the um, mashup I have, version? <laughs> I have no part of the Canon Logic. Okay. I get that a lot because you know I'm always with Josh. But, um, but he's a, been a big supporter of Roll over the years. Yeah, biggest I've, fan. I've been yeah, mm-hmm. I've definitely been one of the biggest fans for about seven years now since they started. But I just like playing music, and you know I'm with Josh all the time, so we play together. And yeah, I'm always down to sing a harmony or. Play along the on tambourine. the piano. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have like 80 tambourines in your apartment. <laughs> it seems well, a lot of times when we play, I mean, one of the things, it's just like cooking. When you have people over, you want to get them involved. Mm-hmm. Same with music, because no matter what like level you're at, whether you've never really done it before, or you're doing it for a while, like anyone can play music. I mean, Wait, you, did, you can grab a tambourine. Are we saying now food is a new rock and roll? Because I don't know, maybe we're on to something emerging. I feel like I've been hearing this term or the food is the new music forever. Well, it's like Food Network made um, cooking and food, I think, mainstream. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe the Hungry Channel is trying to make it a little cooler. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. it comes naturally to you guys because you're creative, you're inspired, you invent dishes, and same goes for music. It's, they go yeah, hand in hand. It's, it's, yeah, they're both great platforms. I didn't, I didn't mean to make a mockery of that. It's just like... <laughs> I I've been hearing this term so much. Lately. No, it's it's true. I I think I think they just balance each other really well. I mean, I I've been in music for a long time and I've always loved food. And I started cooking for people to support myself on my broke music lifestyle. Uh-huh. But I think that they just really complement each other well because you can play music and you can, you know, play with people and connect, and then you can eat. And well, maybe I should important. take up more music stuff with my broke food lifestyle. It's good. It's <laughs> so you're coming from the opposite. They just say, like, like, good food, good music, and good people. It's like, you can't really beat that. Yeah, but I think totally. they're, like, the most essential. You can go back to, like, thousands of years ago and, like, tribal times when people mm-hmm. had nothing. They're still, they're still playing music, even if it's drum circles, and, and eating they're eating, and, and they're dancing, yeah. and all these things are, like, it's very It's meant basic. to be shared, yeah. right? 
yeah. it's a nice combination and I think that, that that's one of the cool things about the show is that is for as many people that you see come into our house and they're always like in and out we can't necessarily invite the whole world over as much as I'd like to <laughs> sometimes accidentally as try. Josh would like to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can we can show that and we can spread it and someone can maybe watch an episode and see what we're doing and then and, do and it themselves see, and see what else. the building looks like and then and then uh, <laughs> try to crash <laughs> try the to party crash in. exactly no, but if, if we can get people to actually uh, throw their own parties that, that are interested in doing it and see that it's not hard I mean yeah. all the food we're making is really basic stuff we're I not know. like we're but, not crazy chefs or but you do fun things with it like the episode that I was uh, happy to come join on uh, was pasta and you guys made a couple basic sauces mm-hmm. uh, Alfredo yeah. and then a tomato sauce and then you did some crazy sauce and then made some meatballs and everyone digs into pasta yeah I mean I think that one thing that people forget about pasta is that like, it you, you're so used to seeing it um, in an individual platter with all the sauce poured on top mm-hmm. of individual plates but really I, I think the pasta was more of like a family style serving where you have a big bowl and then you toss it all together mm-hmm. and then you put it on everybody's yeah. plates. And it's also simple things like making your own dough and you know rolling out your own pasta that I think in a party situation that makes all the dif- difference and people are very interested and you know th- it's just like a different taste that people aren't used mm-hmm. to which is yeah. nice. Yeah, that's true. That and was it, some good pasta dough. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, and if people just kind of have some time to take that extra step. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two. It's like two ingredients. It's the most simple thing in the world, too. Yeah, and I guess Flour we're just trying to. Egg. Yeah, we're just trying to show how easy it is to take that next step. Which right. you know, you hear homemade pasta dough or pizza dough, and people might you know back off a little right. bit. But it's really, it's not too hard. <laughs> yeah. When did you start learning how to make pasta and pizza and all this stuff? Within, like, I think a lot of the, that kind of stuff came from. I know personally it came from when I moved here and I didn't have much money and I had the, I would just buy this thing of flour and see what I could do with it. <laughs> and the first time you make dough and you're like, oh, that's not that hard. Even to make like simple dough like with without yeast, you can just take mm-hmm. flour, water, and a little bit of salt, and you can like grill the dough up and you make these like flatbreads. And you're like, wait a minute, this tastes great and it didn't right. take long. I remember and the leftovers, I can make crumbs and all sorts. Of <laughs> yeah, stuff, exactly. You know? When I came up to. Uh, I guess visit Josh. He w- he was like, "Will you check on the package downstairs? I got uh, fifty pounds of flour." <laughs> he like he would buy bulk flour for like ten dollars and you know, <laughs> just and you could live off that for <laughs> I don't know something like three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so basically, you weren't raised by you know Italian gran- grannies with this ingrained knowledge. You just took it up on upon yourself. Yeah, simple stuff. And raised by a Jewish mother who went to the supermarket and bought bought. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how it started. Like, we, uh, my mom's become a much better cook since. We've all kind of pushed each other. But at the beginning, I would remember she would make, like, you know, box pasta, frozen meatballs, and, like, canned sauce. And we would be little brats, and we would just not <laughs> like it. You know, and I was like, well, I hate spaghetti and meatballs. And my friends at school would be like, how do you hate spaghetti and meatballs? This is, like, the greatest thing in the world. And then, of course, I went to one of their houses, and their parents were Italian, and they made fresh sauce. And... Uh, like fresh meatballs and all this stuff, and I was blown away. <laughs> and the first time I had fresh pasta, it, was, it, it, it took me years to realize how simple it was. Because right. I was like, well, because I actually ate it at a really high end restaurant for someone's party once. And like, I remember we were at the kids' table, so all we got was just plain pasta. And they were like, okay, so you guys have a choice between like red, green, or white sauce. Okay. And I was like, really upset because everyone else is eating like filet and all the calamari and all this stuff. And I just got a bowl of pasta, fresh pasta with red sauce, and it, like, just destroyed my mind. It was so delicious. 
But yeah, for years, probably 10 years later, I started making it. So you've come a long way. Come a long way. Yeah. I can't wait to see the next episodes. Uh, And uh, by any chance, are any of them going to focus on a date meal? No? That's a great idea. You should totally do that. Next season. Well, we're, I mean, we filmed six days, but... We have capability to film a lot more without using, I think, as big of a I crew. Think you so. should have a double date. Each yeah. invite somebody. And then, yeah, that'll be fun. I remember when Josh came on your show last year, you were talking about date night. Oh, and yeah. He said, he said pizza. Yeah, you what, said pizza. Yeah, because, you know, you're involved. You're rolling dough out together. Meetings. Mike's gotten lucky a few times with, <laughs> with my pizza since trick. That, yeah, <laughs> since, since that moment. Every every first date, the pizza <laughs> <laughs> works like a good track. advice. So, what would you say was your perfect date meal? Um, I used to make pizza definitely. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess that answers. I th- yeah, I mean, I think pizza's great because it's hard to go wrong. We had we had a line on our first episode. It said. Uh, Pizza's like sex. Even the worst pizza is still pizza. It's still good, right? So it's like, you know, if you roll out a dough or even buy a dough in the store and you just throw on something and put in the the oven, it's Mm going to be all right. So, you know, it's it's kind of... fresh and yummy. It's as stress-free as, I guess, something can be for a first date. But if you can roll it out with the girl or the guy, whatever... Cool. Yeah. Would you? What have you changed in your I've perfect? Been, day I've meal been doing dish? a lot of uh, my girlfriend now. I've been we've been cooking a lot of meals, and she's gluten free, so like the whole bread thing is kind of got thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we've been doing is a lot of just like making, like grilling a lot of different vegetables or like sautéing like really good vegetables, and then like taking some kind of meat. Like we, last night we made burgers and we did kale, and then like I made like a uh, pic- spicy pickled beets, and just kind of getting a platter together and having like lettuce and sort of just making lettuce wraps and you can feed each other and it's very hands-on we don't use any utensils so we use our hands it just got, it just got yeah. real so i mean we 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 like to eat with our hands and it's fun to like lick your fingers or lick <laughs> the other person's fingers all right i just Moving on. <laughs> i just think things like that where like you're getting either regardless of what it is like pizza too like where you get people to interact and like mm-hmm. it's very like touchy-feely and you get a good sense of whether the person likes you or not very quickly <laughs> depending on whether they're willing to yeah. do certain things in the kitchen yeah you can always tell yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that first meal Break those also walls. i like um i like cooking things that are lighter because you always want to feel good on a first date you don't want to just eat like a full huge meal mm. like even if you're making pizza keep it on the easy you know the lighter Thin side crust. you know just maybe mm-hmm. serve a nice salad with like a light vinaigrette right. just to you know you want to feel good on the first day yeah you don't want to be bloated thing, yeah, you don't want to be sitting there i have a the quick couch. side note question have you ever seen trailer park boys uh, no. Uh, it's a show. But this okay. guy looks just like Corey, doesn't he? Like, I was trying to figure out who oh, he yeah. is. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, we're watching so outside. many characters <laughs> out in Can they Everberta's. see us? They can't hear us, but they can certainly yeah, see, can us. see us. Because I can see their pizza, and it sure is making I know. me hungry. I know. Good. Speaking of pizza, yeah. we're in the perfect place. <laughs> this place is, I hear, like, just the greatest things about it. Oh, how do you make a pizza dough... Like crisp up really well if you don't have a brick oven, like like these fancy well, pizza places. There's a do. few like a wood there's burning. There's a few keys to that. 
One is I've been grilling a lot of pizzas. So okay. propane or charcoal grill. That is like the closest thing you do can do to mimic a, stone, a brick right? oven. Do you put the dough directly on the grill? So I, you roll out the dough. I like putting oil on it because it will crisp it up mm-hmm. nicely. You can do flour as well. And then you, you throw it on the one side. And once it heats up, it will release. And then you turn it over and then sauce it up and put the cheese on. Okay. Cover, Cover. it like an oven, like a convection oven. Uh-huh. And then it will cook through. I'm just always scared of the dough just slipping through the slats into the, into the <laughs> That's fire. That's the thing. Once, the once it heats up, which, you know, uh-huh. a grill, keep it on high heat high. at first. Okay. It will just release and okay. it, will, it will harden And up. then flip it. Yeah. All right. And then the other trick is putting it as close to the the oven lamp as possible so if your lamp is you know on the bottom mm. the heating element of I your see. oven put the oven on as high as it can go 500 yeah. gre- degrees and then throw throw the pizza in on like a sheet pan first and cook <laughs> it a little bit and then slide it off right onto the rack so it's getting the direct oh. heat yeah oh. that's another trick so it's like so you don't have to buy the stones which is direct heat yeah. from the stone or whatever you can buy the stones too you but if, stone. you know most people oh don't. that's a good trick I'm gonna try that <laughs> Yeah. Slip it off like a, like a Houdini, like whoop. Yeah. Okay. Once it's firmed up a little uh-huh. bit, it should just slide same, right same off. Same idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. We make a lot of pizza. <laughs> We've had a All lot right. of first dates. You can you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that insight. Um, what can we look forward to next on on uh, cooking with the Green Brothers? I think I'm guessing you hanging out with yeah. us. Okay, the yeah. Pasta My pasta episode. I can't say for sure. Taco episode. Yeah, one taco of those. party episode. I actually thought cool. the pasta maybe went out the best. That was one of our last episodes, and I think at that point we had a really good flow because mm-hmm. every episode we would try different things, and uh, that one felt really comfortable and felt good, and everyone knew what they were doing. Oh, I can't wait to see yeah, it. So. All right. And we had you on, which is great. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Thanks for having uh, us how, on. How do people watch the show? Just go to YouTube and Google just the Brothers Green. Just go to YouTube.com slash hungry. Slash hungry. Or, and we'll or you can there. just YouTube Brothers Green. That the works Brothers as well. Green. All right. Check it out soon. Also, check out Unork, your original show. Unork.com. Unork.com. And um, your band, The Canon Logic. Josh's band. Yeah. Cool. TheCanonLogic.com. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being on air. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And congrats on the show. Thanks, everyone at Heritage, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our programs archived on our website or by searching iTunes for Heritage Radio Network. You can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website. Thanks for listening. You know a man can grow when he knows he's still alive.